0: And we're bound to feel vulnerable, like we're gonna make a mistake. But the reality is, is that you have to take action. You have to move forward. You have to lean into being courageous and take that
1: next step. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form format myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, I'm your host. It's wonderful to have you with us today. We've got a very important topic to cover and I'm sure you're gonna get a lot of value out of it, but before, we jump into it. Uh, I'd just like to say uh, thank you very much for those who have joined us for any length of time. Your support is wonderful and I'm reading all the feedback. And if this is your first time today, you are in for a treat. So strap in, let's, uh, let's jump straight into it. And on today's call, I have the pleasure of welcome, welcoming leadership and life coach, uh, David Garofoli. We're gonna be talking about life coaching, men's career and life transitions, and how young men can get a meaningful start in life, both privately and professionally. Welcome to the show, show David. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Rick. Yes, it's absolutely my pleasure to have you here. And as I've uh, suggested, this is a very important topic that uh, our young men um, throughout eons of time have faced. But uh, one of the things that's different nowadays is we have the ability to help them out. And we're going to be talking about that with you at some length, David. But uh, if you don't mind, could you tell us uh, where you're calling in from today? Uh, I'm calling from San Francisco. Has that been home for a long time? Uh, for thirty-two years. Oh wow! I've been to the you bay. Know? I love it. You know. You know what scared me? When I went to the bay and the seals tried to attack us. And the, the who uh, tried the, to the, us? The seal the sea lions that are on the on the wharfs over there, and we were on the near the submarine. We were checking uh-huh. that out. I thought, sure. oh, we'll go over here. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love the I love the environment over there. What what do you love the most about it? You know, Alcatraz and you know, all that sort of stuff?
0: Um, you know, I love the fact that you've got a cosmopolitan city very close to, you know, nature. So you can, you know, be downtown going to the opera and then, you know, in 15 minutes you can be out on the bay. Yes, you know, going across the the Bay Bridge to Marin. I mean, and the vistas are just beautiful. There's so many places to hike and bike and sail, and and just you know, and that that's what I love about you know San Francisco. You
1: know, it's oftentimes when we live in a place we forget how beautiful and wonderful it is, and uh, just as a reminder, it is absolutely a beautiful place. And I think is it, is it Maverick Surf Beaches just down the way.
0: It is, yeah. I mean, that is uh, um, you know probably fifteen minutes south of us. Yeah, wow. So yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah.
1: incredible. I mean, just looking at i have never go out there myself. I'm not that crazy. How about you?
0: <laughs> um it, it's interesting. You know, I've done some surfing in my life when I first moved to California. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I, I i bought a surfboard and I was in Southern California and I was surfing a bit. When I moved up to San Francisco, um <laughs> I don't know, the water's <laughs> just so cold. I mean
1: and there's some big fish out there too, from what I hear.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll give that a miss. Now, in terms of what you do nowadays, do you have any, um, I guess, new hobbies or pursuits?
0: Uh, that's a great question. Um, actually, I have two new hobbies. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, about a year and a half ago, was certified to power up to a 34 foot uh, power boat so oh. i'm a member of a of a powerboat club here called club nautique and mm-hmm. i rent power boats from them so that's that's been really fun is just that being out on the bay
1: is that a racing thing or is that pulling people behind it what is it
0: no no i mean these are fairly large boats right so they're 32 34 feet oh, in nice. length and yep. they've got quite a width so they're you know what we use to define as cabin cruisers so to mm-hmm. speak yeah, and you just out, you're out boating, you're out going in different, you know, parts and areas, you know, around the Bay, you're going to the East Bay, you're going to the North Bay, the South Bay, you know, just, yeah. just exploring.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. You know, and I wonder how is it, how important it is for you, David, to get that relaxation time to recharge. Do you value that time?
0: I mean, I I, I really do. Um, you know, in addition to boating, I'm, I'm one of my love travel and um you know one of the reasons i've chosen being you know a professional coach is that nowadays you can coach from anywhere yes. so um yeah but absolutely i mean being able to you know put the brakes on take some time up for yourself and do those things that you value and do those things that you love is so regenerative
1: just it's you know yeah absolutely thank you for the feedback now uh in sure. all of that do you find that uh, you like enjoy a movie do you enjoy music or socializing what do you do in your social time
0: yeah um again great question um um you know my partner and i you know go out to dinner quite a bit i mean obviously with covid that that was lessened but <laughs> we're starting to go back out
1: Bit of a challenge. um
0: yeah and um you you know, we, we used to go to see a lot of movies. We haven't really gone to the theater, you know, since um, uh, COVID. Mm. Um, um, But, you know, we, we really do enjoy the city and, you know, we enjoy going to, you know, various um, plays that might be performing downtown, you know, going to the opera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's, Wonderful. Now I know that there has been a massive psychological impact, uh, not only with the goings on in the world right now, but uh, with COVID. How did you uh, find navigating that? Um, and uh, what are you what are you hearing? What's the I guess the beat around town with regard to COVID and how it's impacting people?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I mean personally, um, you know, I, I'm more of an extrovert than I am an introvert. Mm. You know, I'm I'm weighted towards the extroverted side and personally for me it was really you know 2020 was just really really difficult Mm. because i wasn't able to you know connect with my friends in a physical way and you know generally that's you know the kind of person that i am i love being in front of people i love you know having fun and, and doing you know various things um so that it you know it it really oppressed me you know, for for quite a while. Mm. Um, um, And I think how I transitioned out of that was just, you know, doing more things on Zoom, you know, which was a certain replacement for it, joining additional networking groups, you know, connecting, you know, with 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 other coaches and obviously, you know, working with my clients Um, and that that opened things up for me personally. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. Now, you talked about uh, living in the Bay Area for well, pretty much all of your life. And right. I, I wonder, you know I think in our early years, I call on the formative years, that we get a lot of impressions um, put into our brain computer, if you want to call it that, <laughs> that uh, you know help us become the individuals we are today. Do you recall uh, anything about your childhood that may have contributed to the man you've become? Mm.
0: It's a great question. Um, Well, I I think mainly my parents, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they were both educators and, um, you know, they really impressed uh, upon us to be honest and to do the right thing. Um, And, you know, as individuals that were involved in the community, they were kind of always doing the right thing. So they were great role models from, from, from that perspective. Um, which, yeah, yeah, which I think, you know, went a long way to making the man I am. But something quite specific was interesting. My mom gave me a book when I was probably 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And in the book, it basically said that, you know, great people talk about ideas. Good people talk about things not so good people talk about other people. Oh. And and that just seemed to really have an impact. That's on
1: profound, them. isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, certain things like that, that my parents did, you know? And yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I love yeah. it, you know? And, and this is really good for context about the call because it's one thing to talk about how you help others, but it's also important to... For that context, share a bit of your own life. So I really do appreciate it. Now, you, you've touched on books. Now, do you um, continue to enjoy books?
0: Um, I do. I mean, a lot more of my time these days is spent reading. Um, you know, books about you know psychology mm-hmm. and coaching, and you know, just continuing to you know advance myself. Yeah. You know, in my career. Um, um, so, you know, currently I'm, I'm reading a book called emotional 2.0, um, which is, you know, it talks about it, it, it breaks down, you know, emotional intelligence and it, um, um, allows a person, there's an emotional intelligence test. Mm-hmm. And after you take that test, it will point out to you areas for improvement and how to improve them. So it's really, really. Uh, I'm finding it to be a great read. Um,
1: so, so, with with yourself, I, I, you seem to me like you're a lifelong learner. Um, who is impressing you at the moment in your space?
0: Ah, uh, that's a, that's a you know a, a great question. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um, I'm sure there's dozens.
0: <laughs> y- yeah, I mean, y- you know. I don't want to sound political, but mm-hmm. I, I'm i really impressed with the way that that Biden is carrying himself during this Russian-Ukraine crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think he's showing leadership, you know, in the way that he's brought the U.S. and the European allies together. I think he's showing leadership in the way that, you know, he's approaching um um, the war in terms of giving $1.2 billion in aid, all kinds of, you know, weaponry. Mm. But, you know, the American people don't want people, you know, don't, don't necessarily, two-thirds of them don't want to be involved in the war. They don't want to send military aids. Mm. Um, they don't want to send the military. Yeah, you know, yeah. on yeah. So, you know, he, he's my number one fan right now.
1: Thank you for sharing, you know, these are very important insights. And, you know, again, just going back a moment, the books you read tell us a lot about you. And I think for those who are listening, you should get an indication of the caliber uh, of David and his work. Now, tell me a little bit about your, um, I guess your educational and professional background, because I know that you have a a long and illustrious career.
0: Yeah, um, interestingly enough, as a, you know, high schooler, I had a real fascination with electricity. And I was always a people person. I always really loved people um, and, and thrived around people and enjoyed actually entertaining people um, to my parents dismay. Um, <laughs> um, and um, um, and I lost my train of thought for a second there. Now
1: I do it all the time. Don't you worry. Because I, <laughs> I, I know that you were a software um, sales executive. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I got out um, um, of high school and uh, my parents were pushing upon me the fact that you need to become an engineer. You need to become an engineer. (laughs) And because they were teachers and they thought that teachers weren't making enough money, you know, so they pushed me and my brother into engineering. Um, I became an electrical engineer and Mm -hmm. from there I got into sales engineering. So I was selling technical computing systems to major corporations so i had a long you know history 25 plus years you know working in tech in software you know working for um uh, startups to you know the saps of the world so um you know both as an individual contributor and as a manager of people um um you know after about 25 years i I decided I wanted to kind of change some things up, and um, found myself uh, having breakfast one morning and overhearing a realtor talk with a with, with another person about doing certain types of real estate development. And I became so intrigued, I went over to the realtor and I said, "How do you do this?" And the realtor actually, you know, started teaching me. So for the next decade or so, um, I. I was buying properties here in the city of San Francisco, adding tremendous amounts of square square footage, and you know taking them to the studs and then making yep. them beautiful. And I yep. put together a big team to do that. Um, um, so wow. that's kind of my my history prior to coaching. You mm-hmm. know, in around 2016, um, I I was just looking for more. I, yep. I I I wanted to be able to connect with people you know, in more of a heartfelt way, in, in a way that I could really help them, you know, become more fulfilled, that I could help them, you know, have a meaningful life, meaningful life for them. Yeah. And so I looked at, you know, the, the prospects of being a therapist. I looked at at at, at being a school teacher. Um and it kind of I, I found myself in coaching because I, I felt coaching would give me the greatest opportunity to leverage my business acumen, and help people at the same time. So, um, yeah. So I yeah wonderful.
1: <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you again for sharing. Now I wonder if uh, you touched on money just very briefly earlier. Now I wonder if you could go back to your young man self and and ask yourself, well, what's more important, money or satisfaction? What would you tell me?
0: Satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I mean. There, there's absolutely no doubt, and and I'll tell you, if I had had a coach when I was 30 years old, I I probably wouldn't have gone down the business path. I probably would have got in, you know, to being a psychologist. There's, yeah. there's, there's no doubt in my mind, you know. But I got trapped. Um, you, you, you know, I I wanted to build a financial infrastructure, and there's nothing bad about that. That's no, actually no. positive. Hmm you know, but I got trapped, you know, with, with real estate and cars and, you know, and, you know, really couldn't seem to get out for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, just trapped there. I, I often think as time goes by, you know, when I get to the end of days for myself, what sort of legacy I'd like to leave behind? Have you ever thought about that? And what, what do you want to leave behind? What's your legacy? Do you think? Um, I think my legacy
0: is really simple. Um, I want to leave behind as many, you know, happy individuals as I possibly can. I mean, and you know, it's for me. It's it's not about you know quantity. It's about quality. It's about you know um, being that coach to individuals that really need help, that are really stuck, um, and whether they're you know younger people that you know, for whatever reason are having a challenge, kind of getting themselves going and and they're really failing to start, or whether it's a a middle-aged person that's going through a career, you know, or a relationship, you know, related issue, Mm -hmm. Um, or whether it's leadership coaching, which is, you know, when I work with... Um, individuals, managers, and/or um, um, executives to help improve their performance in business. So,
1: yeah, that's great feedback. Thank you again. Yeah. Now, we go through many transformational moments throughout our life, and you know, you started out as the, the engineer, and now you're doing uh, what you're doing now. Uh, as an engineer, that's a superpower, as far as I'm concerned, because it takes a lot to, to raise the bar and get to that level. But what do you reckon your superpower is today, Dave?
0: Um, it's a great question.
1: The thing you do best.
0: I love that question. Um, I think my superpower is, you know, my ability to listen, my ability to be compassionate, my ability to really give and be kind. Yeah. Um, you know, these are fundamental things, but, you know, as human beings, what do we need? What do we need to grow? We need love. We need support need attention and we can't always do it on our own many times we can't do it on our own it's just not feasible i mean you, you 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 look at the most successful entities and you know how many people do they have on their team i mean look at like you know the uh san francisco warriors the basketball team you, you, you know there's there's eight or nine coaches there right yeah, that are, yeah. are coaching the team so
1: um yeah. That's great. I I know that you would have had to have exposed yourself to some level of risk, David, when you decided to move away from the corporate world and you know, relative uh, comfort and safety, you know. Um what how did you manage that, I guess the transition away from there into coaching? Was it a was it a rough time? Was it a challenging time psychologically for you?
0: Um well uh yes. Hmm.
1: A- hmm.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah. um you know and it was a difficult time transitioning from technology to real estate i mean because you lose that social community of yeah. of your work colleagues your management yeah and you're kind of on your own you're on your own to create that again for yourself which is what i did in the real estate realm um you know but transitioning into coaching um yeah i mean you know, building a coaching business takes time because most of your, you know, um, um, clients are going to come from referrals and referrals, you, you know, take time. You have to have a certain base of customers in order to to, to get referrals. Um, I mean, it, coaching is, is similar to therapy in that regard where, you know, most of the time, if you're going to find a therapist to see a therapist, you're going to ask your friends. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Who would be seeing who, who, you, seen, who do you like? And the same thing goes with coaching. Um, um, so transition uh, w- was difficult, but, you know, I, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing these days because I'm so connected. And, you know, reaching out and through various networking groups through the different coaches I connect with, um, you know, and, and, and having, you know, a client base, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's made all, all the difference in the world, but it took time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? I
0: mean, I, I've been at this for what, um, four years. Yep. And, and time
1: flies, doesn't it?
0: It, it does. Mm. And it, and it, and it just takes time, you know,
1: so let's talk about, um, the people that you help. And, um, one of the, I guess probably the best place to start, um, given the the world we're living in right now is a lot of young men take their problems and they hold it close to their chest. I think it's changing. I think there are some very progressive individuals out there who are willing to share, care, cry, and feel alive because of it. What are you what do you say to people who think it's not okay to, to talk about their problems?
0: Well, part of the reason, you know, I focused on being a men's coach is because I feel, you know, men are an underserved community in terms of, you know, therapy, in terms of coaching. Um, Why do I say that? Because men, okay, you know, we've been taught through, you know, toxic masculinity that we have to be self-sufficient. We have to do it on our own. And it's a sign of weakness to ask for help. Nothing, absolutely nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, the example that I gave before, you, you look at the most successful people, they have teams around them that are helping them. They don't do it on their own. You know, I mean, yeah, they're making decisions. They're taking all this input and they're synthesizing it and they're making decisions, but. They've got all of this help. All this help. And yeah. so, you know, I I use that analogy a lot with younger men because, y- y- you know, again, we've been raised, uh, uh, you know, with this toxic masculinity, and and one of those is this whole self sufficient self sufficient um, you know aspect. So
1: um there's certainly a lot to unwrap here and you know i'd love to talk about if we could momentarily david the impact that um social media and marketing in general is having on on young men and their ability to make clear um decisions for themselves what do you think about that um
0: well i i i i think it's a challenge right Mm. i mean um i think So many, you know, men and and women as well, you know, are, are glued to their phones these days. I mean, you know, that phone is the be all end all. And, um, you know, a lot of times when you're glued to the phone, if you're with other people, you're actually not connecting with those other people. And, you know, that in and of itself is a real issue, right? I mean, um you need to be present, you need to be engaged with that other person and not multitasking like talking with four or five other people on your phone, whether it's on Instagram or Snapchat or or whatever it might be, you know? <laughs>
1: the next new thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, has had a, a significant impact, you know, on younger men for sure.
1: Absolutely, um, do you think that they can unlearn the things that are um, what you refer to as a lie. And I'm wondering if you can um, expand on why you think that most people are living a lie. Um, it's a, <laughs> you,
0: you, you know, I think as human beings that um, we're not 100% truthful with ourselves. And I'm not saying all people are living a lie, mm. I'm saying. Many people are living a lie. And I'm not saying that their whole life is a lie, but I'm saying there are perhaps aspects of their lives that are a lie. And it's interesting, you know, when I, you know, test this on with people, they all agree with me, you know, and there's there's no one that's disagreed with me. Mm. So, you know, you know, that statement, you know, that many of us are living a lie You know, the, the antidote to that is to really sit down with yourself and, you know, analyze yourself and ask yourself, where am I living the lie? And once you identify that, how do I change that lie? What do I need to do? How do I do it? You know, do I need to work with a coach? Do I need to work with a therapist? Who do I need to work with that helps me, or maybe I can do it on my own, stop living this particular lie? Because if you're living a lie, it means you're, you're not living your life in line with your values, with, with, with the core part of who you are.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful feedback, sage advice. Now, in the literature that I've uh, been blessed to be ac- uh, get given access to, you talk about uh, why fear and shame drive us more than courage and vulnerability. I was wondering if you could speak to that.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, being on a podcast, I'm sure when you first started being a hot podcast host, a podcast host,
1: time twister,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there was fear there, right? I mean, when when we we're approaching and trying something new that we haven't done a lot before, we generally, you know, um, have fear. Um, um, and you know, it it's really and you know who does such a wonderful job, you know, talking about this particular topic is Brene Brown. I don't know if you know no, Brene. No yeah, yeah, yeah. She has an incredible podcast that talks about, you know, um fear and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'll have to listen in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's she's amazing. She's mm-hmm. amazing. But, you know, it it's it's a matter of you know, again, part of the human condition, you know, when we're faced with new challenges or new opportunities, it's bound to be a little scary, you know, and we're bound to feel vulnerable, like we're going to make a mistake. And what's going to happen if we make a mistake? Oh my God. But the reality is, is that, you know, and this is a big part of coaching. You have to take action. You have to move forward. You have to Lean into being courageous, you know, and 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 take that next step and see what happens. And you'll recover if there's a problem; you absolutely will. And you've got your support network, hopefully. So you know, it's a matter of doing it and and seeing how you do.
1: Is this a, is this come back to that adage that uh, what doesn't kill you can only make you stronger? Do you think?
0: Um. Um, I, I think that's right to a certain extent. Mm, mm.
1: Um, um, now you talked about, you talked about leaning in and we've also talked about and, you know, taking action and having at least one coach or mentor throughout your life. Now I'm wondering, um, there'd be some young men on this, uh, on this show today, listening in with, uh, anticipation of how best to go to connect with you. And what is the process? What is the process when somebody talks to you? What do you take them through?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, an, another great question. Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. What I will do is have about a 15-minute call with that person just to clearly understand what their needs are, just mm-hmm. to ensure that, you know, I'm the best person to help them. If I'm not, then I'll let them know, okay? Most of the time, I am, but that's not always the case. So I'm checking in with them. What is the issue that you need help with? Okay. And I'm giving them a little feedback on my background. And I'm also, you know, trying to understand, well, why coaching now? Right. Like what, what, what is motivating you to seek a coach now? And, and so assuming that that's all positive, you know, and I feel like the person is, is motivated and does want to move forward with their life. um, I I will do um, a a free sample session. So I will actually do 60 minutes. okay uh, uh, worth of, of coaching and part of that is I'm helping people understand what coaching is and what it isn't and I'm helping them understand a certain you know coactive coaching model that I've been trained on yep and I'm then coaching them so they actually get a you know a, a, a bite of the apple they get to taste okay what my coaching style is like okay and yep. You know, they, they get a taste of, 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 of making a potential change. Um, um, transformation. So, yeah, e- exactly. Um, and so that's really m- m- my process. And um, you I, know, love the fact little... that,
1: I love the fact that it is simple, you know, and oftentimes, you know, you hear people overcomplicating what doesn't need to be overcomplicated. I'm sure there's enough going on in the young man's mind right at the second when they make contact with you to you know, not to add more complexity. Would you agree with that?
0: I I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I would agree that, look, you know, if you're stuck, seek help, seek a coach. Um, don't remain stuck. You don't have to be stuck. Life can be fulfilling. Life can be meaningful. There's lots of reasons why people get stuck you know and a lot of those reasons are not their own fault but they they fall prey to that and they stay stuck it's like don't stay stuck reach out for help you know i mean because there's lots of people that want to help you i mean there there just are and it's a matter of finding that
1: um, and that's comforting you know just uh you know in your isolation and uh you know in desperation almost if you're in that sort of quiet space and you don't think there is anyone just know for fact that there is and that's really reassuring and uh, wonderful to hear now i'm sure that um you're um finding that the people that you work with young males in particular that um they build somewhat of an ongoing relationship with you as a positive role model a uh, positive male role model do you find that
0: yeah absolutely i i, I mean um um you know as a coach, you, 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 you really do wear a number of different hats. And one of those hats, you know, is a mentor hat. Yeah. Um, and you're there, you know, really, you, you know, helping a person. I mean, in the coaching that I do, we hold that, that the individual is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, and they're not broken. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that they know best how to solve their problems. With that said, um, um you know we have you know ways in which we brainstorm with clients so that they can take they they can take from me you know my you know years of experience my you know my coaching you, you, you know knowledge yep. um um so yeah
1: yeah. Wow, there's lots to, lots to think about here. I know that there's a lot of great content, really, really good content on your, your beautiful uh, website. I love the, uh, the, the home screen, especially, it just makes me feel so calm. And I know, so I know I'm in the right place. Now, David, um, on that, um, yeah. when people want to connect with you, is there a number of ways, there is one way? I'm wondering if you could share how they can make contact.
0: Sure, so you can go to my website, which is garofoliconsulting.com. So that's G-A-R-O-F-O-L-I Consulting, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. And you'll see a contact button on the website. So you can reach me that way. You can send me an email at coach at garofoliconsulting.com, or you can call me at 415-656- nine seven five four four one five six five six nine seven
1: five four thank you david now if you're on the call today as is uh, normal practice i'll be making sure that all of the contact um, details back to david are available for you uh, below this post, no matter where you see it, you'll be able to get back to David. Now, if you're watching this and you, you're feeling isolated, you're feeling alone, you're feeling like you need help, doesn't matter if you're a senior executive, doesn't matter if you're an apprentice, doesn't matter if you're just some somebody off the streets, it doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, I know that David is there and ready and prepared to help you. And David, what a wonderful call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show today.
0: Thank you, Rick. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed this. Um, Thank you so much for allowing me to, you know, get my word out. I I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.